Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another 11 p.m. nightcap. The title of the episode is Snow Snowpocalypse? Because honestly, even though um, we did get a fair amount of snow here, you know, they were predicting, like, oh my god, levels of snow. It really kind of didn't. Um, I tried to also move this camera so it would have a little bit, maybe less of that fisheye lens effect. So I don't know if that helps. I tried to get it so that this was more like straight on and up so that it wasn't like on an angle. So I don't know if that helped or not. Uh, Krista stopped in with some big happy frogs and love hearts. Who loves you, baby? You're beautiful. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. I am out of bottled booze, so today we're going to take a sip out of the old Infinity uh, Crystal Decanter. I need to get uh, some different new weird whatever stuff to uh, make sure that this mix doesn't just turn into mellow corn, a bottle of mellow corn. Um, okay, much less distorted. Perfect. That's what I was hoping for. So I apologize if you get a little bit of shakiness. I had to like extend the arm part of this way up. So it's a little less stable. I'm trying to think if there's another if there's another thing I can attach that to to help in the meantime. I'll have to figure that out. There has to be. Maybe I can maybe I can attach it to this. Well, at any rate, uh, I'll play with that a little bit later. I was going to start doing the masking um, down in the basement for the painting project. But, man, the, the snow that fell here today, we didn't, we didn't get the volume of snow that initially we thought we were going to get. Although, apparently, there's another band of snow coming, so who knows. But uh, it, like, rained, so it's like that layer of water slush, like super fucking heavy, and then sort of a, a heavier snow on top, so it wasn't like the fluffy flakes, it's like that really heavy slushy shit. So I went out and shoveled all that earlier, and um, between that and then working out for a little bit, that kind of sapped uh, any remaining energy I had. <laughs> After, after work, which, uh, if you were here for yesterday's episode, you know, it was a little bit of a, of a stressful day, too, trying to just focus on getting some stuff done and getting back into the swing of things. King Dinosaur is uh, stopping with some alien information. Um, but after, after shoveling that snow... And uh, doing a little bit of workout, yeah, I was drained. Like, that snow weighed a ton. And it was one of those things, like, I don't want to say I felt bad. No, I did feel bad. I felt bad. I felt bad because Krista is in a winter storm morning for tomorrow until Friday night. It was nice, uh, about 42 degrees. He took the little girl to the park across the street. See, that's what I'm saying. That's like awesome babysitting. Hey, let's go to the park. Wee. Krista, by the way, I don't think you were here for the day that I talked about all the babysitting stuff. Uh, you should go back and, and listen to that. I think you would appreciate it, and I would be very interested to hear your thoughts on the matter. 
Black Cat, how are you? Uh, also, Alien and what's that? A planet? A little planet? But I, I, I felt bad because the, the there's like a house, kitty corner up the, like across the street, like a house or so over. And uh, it was it, an older, an older couple, um, like a Asian man and a woman. And I didn't really talk to them so much. They were sort of private and sort of quiet. But I recall one day seeing an ambulance over there and um, I haven't seen the husband since. So I'm fairly certain he either passed away or is otherwise in a hospital. I have a feeling he passed away because I saw a lot of other family and stuff over there. And, um, you know, she's elderly and a, a tiny person, doesn't look like she... So so people stop by occasionally to help her out, right? And... Somebody came over today to help her with her snow, and I could hear them asking her, like, well, where is the, you know, where is the snowblower? And, like, okay, so then they're going to get the snowblower out. And so I'm out there, like, you know, busting my butt, shoveling. But I hear him get the snowblower, he starts a snowblower. <clears throat> He's like, oh, and, and, you know, where's the gas? And Yes, it w that's the episode, Krista. That's it. It's the sit, you baby. Check that one out. Um, I'd be interested in your thoughts on it. But he gets the snowblower started. And I think it's one of those where, like, you push and it just blows out the front. Snowblowers couldn't handle it. It was too, it's too wet and slushy. So it just kept getting stopped up by all this slush muck. And I'm like, man, whoever that was that came over to help him now has, like, it's like so frustrating to go through all the hassle of getting the snowblower finally started and then it doesn't work. <laughs> so that poor dude then had to put that away and then go out and try to shovel. I was done by that point, but uh, that's the thing is the area around here, you get that slushy snow, like unless you have a really large heavy duty snowblower, they just don't, the, the smaller little ones, uh, they don't work very well. You know, if, if it's not a lighter, fluffier snow. And the other problem with some of them is like, that builds up to this like layer of like sort of a icy, crusty slush. And so as you're pushing the snowblower along, the snowblower just rides up on top of it. And so then you're snowblowing a layer of fluff and all the rest of the shit that's really crappy. It doesn't really pick up on it. So anyway, I felt bad for their, I felt bad for them. I was like some dude that looked like he'd probably worked all day and shoveled his house and then ran over there and was like, at least they have a snowblower. <laughs> Fuck, it doesn't work. I could hear them going. I could, you could hear the snowblowers out and around the neighborhood running. And you can you can hear them struggling because the the pitch of the engine, you know, you can hear them struggling and then occasionally stalling and you're like, "Fuck." And then you can hear them, okay, and then you got to stop it to either unclog it. Uh Chris says, "I hate when that sticky stuff gets stuck in there. Your boyfriend got a tool to unclog it." 
And even there, you just got to be careful. You don't want, for whatever reason, to forget and have that thing be engaged and stick something in there and have it blast your hand off. You know, you'd hear him stop. You'd hear the snowblower stop. And then a few minutes later, you'd hear him start up again. You're like, man, that is shit. That is fucking shit when that happens. Ugh. Cheers, by the way. Now, I don't think he has it anymore, but my dad had a snowblower that we affectionately called Old Betsy. And that thing was some, I don't know, early 70s snowblower that was a, a giant fucking monster. And you had to put the, the fuel mix in it and everything, and it had like a, a manual, like a manual choke with the gas tank that you had to open the air valve on. And it was finicky, like if it was too, it was hard to start it. And then when you started it, you had to sit and like let it idle for a while because if you tried to shift it in, like the 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 choke would fail and it would stall. But once you got that thing running, that thing would snow blow your house down. Um, and I will say, for as much as that thing was a pain in the ass, there was a little bit of some fun. If you want to talk about, like, the power or the fun of power tools, rather, once you got that son of a bitch started and it was up and running and, and clicking along, then it would run like a tank. And, again, what was awesome about that one is because of the way the gas tank was set up, if you needed to add more gas while it was running, you could. And it was self-propelled, and I mean, in, like, a chain drive. Like, a chain drive, giant fucking metal auger, inside of it, and a high-speed metal uh, uh, exhaust chute. And so that thing, like, that thing would very rarely get clogged up unless it was just ultra, ultra slush. But I don't know if they really, like, I think they, I think you can still get snowblowers like that, but they tend to be really expensive. Yeah, it was like a vintage car. Once that, once you got through all the finicky, persnickety bullshit of getting that thing started, I mean, it was just, I mean, it was a tank. Um, I used to put the self-propelled version on. You could just walk it down the sidewalk. I mean, at that point, you really weren't doing any work. You just followed behind it, and there was the nice hand crank where you could, you could make the chute basically go anyway from all the way one side to the other and it would rotate so you could blow forward you could blow the whole uh was it almost like 180 plus uh, three six well not 360 basically a 180 degree cone so you could adjust it wherever you wanted to throw the snow man that thing was just fucking blockbuster but i think it eventually eventually sort of shit the bed and it was like it just he sold it because it was like really we didn't we don't get that much snow lately. And like the smaller mid-sized ones now have enough power where they're usually just sufficient. So he got he got rid of it. I think he sold it to some place and they probably just cannibalized it for parts, but that's what you needed today. That's the snow blower that you needed today to just power through that shit. Krista's been hearing some older guys shoveling at like 3 a.m. the past couple of days. 
Let me see y'all out there. What the fuck are you doing out there? I feel like it's a slightly silly time to do that too because you can't see. You're going to end up stepping on something and slipping and breaking your neck. But every time that they're like, oh, you know, snowpocalypse. I mean, I, I hunker down, add enough some, of some food and supplies and, um, you know, I have a vehicle that's capable of driving around in it, but um, it wasn't as bad as they thought. And they were saying that there were areas around here that were supposed to get more snow, I think, in an hour or, or like an hour and a half that we got, like, then we got, like, in the whole season. Like, they are supposed to get, like, 16 inches of snow or something like that. But I think because it rained and instead we got the heavy slush, we didn't really get that much snow. Uh, Black Cat says that there they get the powder for the most part. And I feel like that, what, that's sort of like because of the humidity and, and also why like skiing in places like Colorado is so popular, right? Because it's the nice fluffy powdery snow. Like here, so often it comes down, it's just like fucking slush. It's like, it's like somebody dumping a gray Slurpee all over everything. I was going to give you a shot outside of what the snow looked like, but it's so dark out now, uh, you can't really see much anything. Yeah, I mean, they usually overblow. I feel like they overblow them, and then the days where they're like, meh, just a light dusting. It'll just dump down in buckets, and fucking everybody dies. <laughs> But I remember a couple of times that we had that, and I was doing reading, coincidentally enough, on um, vehicles and snow travel and all that. When you see people, especially in, I will say, trucks and jeeps, uh, Krista says, oh yeah, it's going to rain in the afternoon, turn to snow, so definitely slippery roads. Yeah, that'll just turn into an ice crust and everything will... Uh, be complete balls. Hey, it's Dr. Perry Falls, everybody. Dr. Perry Falls, if you can, give yourself a shout-out. Uh, stop by and check out Dr. Perry Falls' stream. Good fella. Hilarious, uh, hilarious stream. Lots of fun comments. And even though I am a far cry from it, the video, the face, whatever thing you did to put me on the rock was hilariously creepy. <laughs> Although... I kind of feel like I've got the face for it, if I'm honest. <laughs> but when you see, like, Jeeps and trucks, and they have those, like, super big, fat, like, wide, knobby tires and everything, when the people are driving those on the, the road, those aren't good on the road. You, when you're driving on off-roading, that might be sort of what you want, but... Mud tires aren't meant for snow. Snow tires, uh, you want what are commonly referred to as pizza cutters, which are thinner tires. And um, you want tires that have uh, siping in them, like the tiny little cuts in the rubber. And that's sort of meant to like hold and displace water for like extra grip. And so like when you see those dudes with those huge... Like, fucking knobby tires. Like, dude, they'll, like, 
it's very often they're like, how did that guy spin out and lose control on that thing? Because those tires aren't meant for that. Like, yeah, they look giant and badass, but it's like the wrong tool for the job. Yeah, and, uh, Black Cat, it was, the, it was the rock. It was a combination of, uh, it was a combination of the rock. Dr. Perry Falls, you should do a stone cold one. <laughs> and thank you so much. Oh, you got that chiseled look. I got that ugly Brutus look is what I got. Uh, yeah, so chemical, you're late, but it's okay. You still got plenty of show left. You still got like 40 minutes. You still got 40 minutes of enjoyment. Oh boy, I shouldn't have said anything. Dr. Perry Falls is going to get me on that one. Um, but yeah, the, the, because there was a video of this guy in a Jeep and he gets stuck in, on top of like some snow mound. And they said, you know, it, also, if, if you have people that are thinking like, oh, I want to try this in a parking lot. Don't do that because wherever that snow mound is at, that could have been that the plow company pushed the snow there because there's a rock or a barricade or something on it. And you might think, oh, well, if I just got stuck, I'll wait till the snow melts. Yeah, and it melts and you're on a rock and it busts up the bottom of your car. It's like, don't fuck around with that. If you want to play around with going off-road, go find a real off-road place and go there. Don't do it in parking lots. For all you know, that could be some small car that's under there that you fucking damage or destroy. And, uh, Alchemical says that he was shoveling and people are speeding down the street. Well, they had, they had in Rally Car, they had to, so you might find this funny, in Rally Car, they had to put in, uh, a limit where your tires couldn't be smaller than a certain amount because dudes were getting, they were going so fast on those uh, uh, snow and ice covered roads that they, that they then would hit a patch and just fucking like flip the fuck out. And that's because of those quote unquote pizza cutter tires. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a Swedish company that's famous for making snow tires and that's just it. They're thinner rims. They're, they're thinner rims and smaller tires because you want to cut through the snow and get down to being in contact with the road. You don't necessarily just want to be spinning your wheels on the snow. And again, if you are, you need something like siping or whatever that grips the snow rather than just skidding and sliding around on it. So the dudes with the giant mud tires, like... That shit is the fucking worst. Like, and then you're just going to high ride and roll the fucking thing over. Like, so there's a little bit of some extra knowledge if you never knew about the difference between, like, all those tires, like, all season whatever tires. I mean, yeah, they're, they're fine, but, like, really they don't excel or do a very good job at anything. If you've never driven in a car that has legit, high quality snow tires so uh some chat here a chemical goes slow as fuck on icy snowy roads fuck everyone else slow and steady wins in winter yes slow as fuck works which is just fair enough and steady and whatever obviously if you're hard accelerating and hard braking or taking hard turns you're probably going to spin out or fucking crash right but if you are going to do that stuff, again, people will be like, oh, well, I have four-wheel drive, so I can just blast around. Well, not really. 
And you might be able to get going in a straight line pretty good, but that doesn't help you stop. And it also doesn't necessarily help you turn either. Um, but I knew a guy that had a, he had a BMW. It was like some BMW 5 Series manual. And uh, the one year this guy was like, dude, why don't you put some snow tires on it? And he's like, well, I mean, it's not bad. He goes, no, you want to have some fun? He's like, and, and this is a dude who was like a race car driver. So he bought, he bought these snow tires and talk about being a speed demon. Uh, he would race around in that thing. He's like, it's incredible. Like proper snow tires, the amount of grip that you get is just preposterous. Uh, our chemicals caddy likes to fishtail occasionally in the winter and you learn how to counter that shit because Wisconsin winters can be brutal. Do you put any, like, sandbags or anything in your trunk, or... They get, like, snow, like, chains and stuff, too, but that's outlawed in a lot of places, either studs or chains. And, you know, studs, they're good on the snow and on the ice, but they're crap on regular roads. Black Cat sees people spitting their tires when they get stuck on the ice, and who's teaching these people to drive? I don't... I don't know. (laughs) I mean... Spinning your tires maybe in snow, depending, if you can dig down to the right, if you can get down to the road and get some traction, but, like, ice is ice. Like you, And if anything, you want the slowest, like, barely be moving, to, but, like, depending on your resistance, you might just be flat stuck. Like, that's what happens. That's why, that's why you don't drive in that stuff, unless you're fucking a rally car driver you've got... You know, that's where, like, studs or something like that works. But those are meant only for that. Like, you're not going to take your, I bought a GMC Acadia with all-wheel drive, and that means I can rally car. Like, it doesn't work that way. Uh, Krista says, uh, just in case, carry sand or cat litter in your car. Yeah. I have a little, uh, I have a protein tub from, like, protein powder, and I filled it with cat litter. And I just keep that. Uh, I just keep that in my truck. I've kept that in all my cars ever since, ba- like my first little hatchback car. Oh, Doctor Perry Falls. I guess I'm in for a treat when this episode is over. <laughs> Balls. Fuck. Voice to text is so funny. Black Cat, if you ever stop in for a Dr. Perry Falls episode, you'll cackle yourself to death by just typing balls, shit, and fuck in his chat. It's the best. <laughs> Nothing like a Pinto with a 302 crammed in it and snow tires. But seriously, snow tires. Like... It might sound ridiculous, like, oh, how, what's, isn't a tire a tire? It's like, no, it's not. The, the engineering that goes into tires is rather remarkable, especially since you got to figure they went from solid rubber back when they first made cars to the tires they have now with, you know, going to tube, tube, tires with tubes and now tubeless tires and everything. Um... And so the basic, a chemical thing, I just have basic all-around tires. Now you can get, like, tires that are still rated better than others. 
but um, true like snow tires. You know, it's just like racing slicks. You know, racing slicks, they're gummy and typically underinflated. Um, you know, it's the same with, or uh, it's the same with like snow tires. You know, when you're driving on the snow, you don't want your tire to be at the highest inflation. You actually want them to be slightly, like, if you get stuck like that, you might actually want to let some of the air out because you want more contact patch and you don't, you know, you want it to sort of flex and grab a little bit. Like, but it's just crazy. You know, you take for granted tires. That's what I've said before. If there's one thing that you really don't want to skin or uh, skimp on, is don't buy super cheap tires. You will get yourself killed. Uh, I'm a sucker for raised white letter tires. Oh, you mean like on the sides? Like where it just has like the like the little name or whatever in white on the side of the tires? I always, I always thought that looked cool. Have you ever seen any red tires? I think they made them in World War II. Yeah, I don't think they make those like that anymore but they, they used to make them I think there was red I think it was used to be green too didn't there and almost like a yellow color I don't think they do that anymore old old school Goodyear yeah I like that stuff looked cool or like some of the some of like the the drag specialties or whatever tires that have like the the large white letters on the side like that stuff looks pretty cool if you if you're into old cars and stuff like that, the you know the Woodward there's a, a thing called the Woodward Dream Cruise with all these really old classic cars, uh, just you know a lot of them in immaculate condition, that drive up and down uh, Woodward, which goes all the way from downtown Detroit all the way up to outside the city, and uh, you talk about just some gorgeous automobiles driving by, uh, just so fucking cool looking. Oh, uh, Dr. Perry Fall, if you're, if you're into that stuff, you would love this Dream Cruise. The stuff that goes rolling down there is awesome. Everything from Model Ts to funny cars, muscle cars, exotic sports cars, uh, just some super cool stuff. Well, Chemical wouldn't mind grabbing winter tires but doesn't fuck around with the car anymore, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I feel like most of the people that get those, they get a separate set of rims. And you basically, you know, I, the, the guy that I, I was talking about, the BMW, he would take that and he would just get the whole, he'd get the rims, just he'd take the wheel off and just get different wheels rather than remounting the tires all the time. You know, you would keep them while you have the winners on. Yeah, I mean, he had a garage, so I mean, he would put the wheels up in his garage, but if you don't have space for that, that's a little difficult. But it's uh, it's just a point of uh, just a point of information, right? Like it, it's funny. Again, you see people with like these huge mud tires. I mean, that's a mud tire. It's not meant for the snow. Like wait, uh, Doctor Perry Falls right up your alley. If you look for some pictures of that, if you if you've never if you've never seen that before, look up Woodward Dream Cruise. Dr. Perry always puts Kragar SS rims on his muscle cars. Those are those, like, super chunky-looking ones, right? Oh. Chemical dropped his fucking car in his hand and have actively avoided doing car work since. Yeah, I mean, I'm no, I'm no big mechanic by any stretch of the means. Don't get me wrong. Um, 
I certainly wouldn't be doing that, especially not on a truck. Uh, I'm going to have a fucking mechanic or a dealer do that shit. His wheels are too big, and that thing is just fuck, fuck off. <laughs> I can't be asked to deal with that. Podcast listeners, let's take a brief break, and we will be right back. So, you know, I think we talked a little bit one time about, like, driving and stuff in the snow. And I had a job that I I worked that was, like, 20-some miles away at the time. And uh, the first car that I had, so I I had two cars. I had the first car that I got that was basically a gift from my father that was the first car that I had. And then the first brand new car that I bought was an Oldsmobile Alero. And because I basically had the two cars when it was snowy and shitty out, I drove the other older car because why would I smash up my new car? And so I have this day where like tons of snow, right? And I'm going to be a trooper. So I get up for work. I get up early and I start driving out there and there's not a whole lot of traffic on the roads because it's bad. And, uh, I'm going down the freeway. They hadn't really plowed or salted very well. So, it, again, it's like a mess. And I'm in an, I'm in an 88 Mercury Tracer. <laughs> Dr. Perry's first car is a 70s Cougar. Your first car is like a fucking badass pussy wagon. I drove around a roller skate. <laughs> you ripped your knuckle open when you dropped the entire back. Oh, God. That gives me... Ch- I've ripped my knuckles open a couple times, and it's one of those, like... It gives me chills because I always think about like exposing your knuckle bone. But I have this 88 Tracer. It's like on these crappy little shit bicycle tires. (laughs) And driving down the freeway, I'm on my way there and I get a phone call. And so like this is still... Early cell phones, but at least had cell phones. And so my cell phone rings. And it's my manager. He's like, hey, I was trying to call you at home. Uh, Just wanted to let you know. uh, The owner said, you know, we're just going to close the office today. It's too shitty, whatever, outside. So, you know, you don't have to come in. I was like, damn it. I'm like halfway there. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. You know, we tried to call you earlier, but. So I was like, uh, Alchemical didn't go to the hospital for that. He just poured rubbing alcohol over it and wrapped it. I'm going to get back to that. So, Dr. Okay, Dr. Perry Falls got his car for $1,000 with no engine or transmission. And he bought a 70s LTD for $600 and did a transplant and rebuild. Dude, you're like, that, that's badass. I could never, I, I mean, you're like a, are you like a, 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 like a super awesome mechanic, dude? I'm curious and fascinated by that because I, I used to, anyway, know how to change the oil and that was kind of about it. I was never really 
a, a mechanic by any stretch of the means, and I always thought it would be awesome to be able to rebuild and repurpose cars like that. I think that's fucking cool as hell. Your dad is a good teacher. I mean, a lot of the people that I knew that were like that had, like, fathers that did that. So, I think, uh, I might be wrong, but Kurgan, I think Kurgan's family, there were some real good mechanics uh, that did some badass work on cars like that. That's super cool. So, I'm on the freeway in a snow, uh, after a major snowstorm in my little roller skate. And so, I'm like, well, I may as well go back home. Like, I can't get into the office anyway. So, I exit the freeway and I turn around and I start heading back towards my house. So, the road that I'm traveling is called 696, and it's a freeway that's got its issues. And at one point, the 696 freeway goes over I-75, so there's a bridge. And the bridge that goes over it um, has a pretty good run-up to it. And I'm coming up on this bridge... Everything's more or less going fine. And and I, I'm like, shit, if there's going to be a bad portion, it's going to be going up over the hump of this bridge. Because the first time I did it, it was like, yeah, it's a little dicey. And I, and I had assumed that by the time I would have been going home, they would have cleared some of it out. But I'm like, all right, I'm going to make it back up this bridge. This is a little spooky. Um... King Dinosaur watched his dad do this stuff countless times, but it never rubbed up on him. He's not mechanically inclined. I can't tell you how many times I watched my dad work on handyman and woodworking projects, and none of that rubbed off on me. But I've also learned that's because I have to do it. I can't just watch. I have to actually try and do it myself. And that's why I don't have any of that skill. Uh, Dr. Perry Fall's dad restores classic in his free time. Well, if he, if he's never heard of this Woodward Dream Cruise, you have to tell him to look that up. He would probably be bonkers over it. So, I am driving up the hill, and I'm like, all right, not bad. I get up to the top, and it's got to be just that shift in physics of you go from being up to leveling out straight. And the back end of the car starts to shift. And I'm like, oh my god. And so I try to counter steer, but it's just not having it. There's too much shit on the road and the car just does not have the traction or anything. And I just start doing a full flat spin and just start turning all the way around and I turned completely backwards and was looking back at oncoming traffic and I just remember thinking well I'm dead (laughs) I've completely spun around and I'm in this little car and hey there's freeway traffic But thankfully, the car kind of continues to rotate around. 
I'm like, well, your only real, your only real saving grace at this point is to try to spin it all the way the rest of the all the west rest of the way around. So I turn and turn with it, and the car spins around and kind of bounces off the side of the freeway. Now, thankfully, there was so much snow and crust and slush, it kind of just does this thunk and then levels out. And thankfully, at that point, I had started kind of going back downhill. So then I could kind of like ski back down going straight. And I leveled it out and I ended up driving the rest of the way home. But talk about white knuckle, ass clench, post-drive diarrhea. Oh my God, I almost got killed. That... <laughs> was one of the scariest experiences I've ever had driving a car. Like <laughs> 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 uh, says, yuck, I've done a 180 before. A miracle didn't smash a million things with your tan truck. I mean, only by grace of God or whatever... I mean, if anybody had been either right behind me or what, like, so lucky. Because, I mean, as you spin around, you sort of do this wide sliding move. I mean, if anybody had been sort of right near or next to me, I totally would have crashed into them. But, uh, yeah, uh, after that drive, as Alchemical says, that's where I started buying brown pants all the time. Brown or black? Wear black pants, black or brown? Because the, 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 the poop after you almost kill yourself doesn't show up as good. <laughs> when you got home, you got out and yelled at the truck. Why'd you yell at the truck? It, sa- it kept you safe. <laughs> Poor truck. It try- Black cat. It was just trying its best. It was just trying its best. You didn't need to yell. That poor truck probably cried. And was like, look... yes so dousing your hand and wrapping it Um, they make and this is another one of those weird sort of weird things I don't know why but at some point switched a little bit to rubbing alcohol and things like Neosporin and blah 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 blah. But I was doing some reading, went back to a super economical and incredible wound cleaner, this fucking iodine. And I don't know why people got away from using iodine. Maybe it's because of the staining. But they actually have non staining, non colored iodine. And yeah, it burns. But like, Talk about ultimate wound care. So last time I smashed myself up real good, I used this non-staining iodine. And and that shit works like a charm. Um, talk about an interesting substance. Maybe I'll go in and do an episode on that someday. But like, iodine is awesome. And again, if you're talking about building some sort of first aid kit or something in your car, like keep some iodine. 
And even if you have iodine tablets, you can either use it to make sort of your own antiseptic and or you can use it to treat water. You loved the smell. I still have some and I still love the smell. It smells so good. That's up there with like leaded gas, uh, mucilage, rubber cement, and what else did we say that we liked that was smelly? Uh, the Black Cat's uh, truck, it did to begin with, it did cry, but then you loved it again. Okay, just as long as you made up and you gave it a hug. Because now I have this adorable mental image of you with your little floppy hat hugging your truck and be like, I'm sorry, truck. You remember having burns on your fingers, the blisters getting opened and used iodine down the wound. Yeah, but it's great. I mean, dude, it stings, but like, eh. Talk about an awesome cleaner. And so this non-staining iodine, I will say, while it doesn't do necessarily the super dark staining purple that like a regular iodine will do, it will yellow if you get it on like a porcelain countertop or whatever so do be still a little cautious with it but that stuff is so cheap and does such a good job and here's the other part of this okay because i want to alchemical says is a teen that was the one time your knees were knocking together from the stinging pain oh shut up <laughs> and i mean that that's smarts no ifs ands or buts about it like that is I mean, that is a nice, potent... Hey, want to hear, hear what it sounds like when your nerves scream? <laughs> you just use the way back little tins of camphor? Hmm. I mean, what kind of burns? Were they third-degree charred burns or just, like, blister blisters? I mean, the thing with the iodine is... Any funky shit that's hanging out in there will kill it. Um, and yeah, if you kind of scrub a wound with iodine, it hurts, but it works. But the second component that I wanted to get to on that is people will talk about, like, oh, put Neosporin on it. But I did a little bit of reading on that. Okay, Neosporin, you might actually do a better job of healing if you just use regular flat petroleum jelly. And here's why. At least this was the reading that I did. And I've, I've convinced myself because I have since used this and founded it. Found, founded. Talk like a fucking asshole. Found that it was true, or at least worked for me. They said, Neosporin, if that's all you're going to use and you're going to slap it on there, fine. They said, but really... Clean the wound first, and again, something like iodine will really burn, but that will really clean the wound out. And after you've done that, use regular petroleum jelly in either a soft gauze or adhesive tape rather than a Band-Aid Band-Aid. And the reason why is because when you use something like Neosporin, you have antibiotics and all sorts of other shit that are in there that now your body has to figure out what to do with. But really, if you've cleaned the wound, what you want is you basically want a barrier from infectious vectors getting into the wound, which petroleum jelly will do, and it will also allow the juices and moisture of your body's natural healing to not evaporate and or leak out. 
So putting a light coating of Vaseline over the wound and then covering it with some sort of gauze, now that might be ba a Band-Aid if it's a small cut, but said if not, just get some good gauze and some adhesive tape and just wrap it and just leave it like that and occasionally change it. Um, ju juices, moisture. <laughs> Infectious vectors. That's the name of King Dinosaur's new band. Uh, Dr. Perry Falls had charred burns when you cut a live wire with two... Dude, Dr. Perry Falls, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> he's building cars and fighting sharks and he's got sparks and shit all over the place. And fuck. <laughs> oh my god, I saw a video of this guy who like electrocuted himself. And the, the, the damage to his arm looked like a zombie arm. There, there was so much electricity that it, it basically evaporated the tissue around his bone. And so there was like a piece of his upper arm with like shredded shirt material. And then just from, I would say about here down to his wrist, just bone. And then a glove with some of his fingers sticking out of the holes in the glove. And they're like, that guy more than likely died. That shock probably just destroyed the rest of his system. The guy's just fucking scream. Oh, God, it was horrific. You were installing air conditioners. Do you, were you, are you like an HVAC installer, or is it just like a home job? <clears throat> Juices and moisture. Yeah, you want to keep that stuff in there. It's just like... Um, you know, tattoo aftercare, it's a similar process. Uh, you don't necessarily want to oversaturate it with a bunch of shit, but you want to let the natural fluid from your body basically heal that wound. So, you know, they also make this stuff called Saniderm that they developed for burn for people with burns. And it's basically a gaseous perme uh, permeable sort of like a saran wrap, like a sticky saran wrap. And uh, it allows your skin to breathe, but water can't get through it. So it keeps all of that healing tissue in there. It does a spectacular job. So the next time you reach for the Neosporin, or you go to buy yourself a tube of Neosporin, possibly just get some Vaseline, some just some regular petroleum jelly, and some iodine. You know, it's going back to a little bit of the old ways rather than uh, using some of the newfangled shit that they have there. And it works. Ah, I was on a job site. Okay, well, that's fair. <clears throat> Pretty much the entire top of your index and thumb were black and peeled off like chicken skin. Holy shit. Do you still have, like, scars from that? Or, like, nerve damage? Tattoo aftercare, a.k.a. rapid-fire acupuncture. Eh, it's not... It's not. <laughs> Your fat fingers sometimes hit send too fast. Do you like sausage fingers? God, I could go for a good sausage right now. I don't even care if that sounds sexual. I'm hungry. I had three chicken patties and a can of corn. And I'm still hungry.
whole can of corn. Mm. Black cat, I do too. I don't want to say sometimes I think we have a disagreement on some of that. But some of them are truly, they, they have cogency and hold water. And so I have a bottle of iodine and some gauze, uh, adhesive tape, and petroleum jelly. And I don't use any antibacterials on that like that anymore. And I find that the wounds heal faster and with less scars. Uh, all's well. You peed on it, dried it, and put aquaphor. <laughs> Why did you pee on it? Oh, black cat, you didn't have any corn. Why? Why didn't you have any corn? You need growing young women need their corn. Just like young kittens need ash. Have you ever looked at that? Like cat food, especially kitten food? There's like a large component of ash in it for some reason. Dad used to glue his wounds shut. I mean, that, that works too, depending on the size. But like, you have to make sure that when you glue it shut, you don't glue it shut with bacteria in there. Because then you can end up really fucked up. Gave himself stitches. I've never given myself stitches. I have glued stuff shut before. What kind of glue? It's all, it's, yeah, super glue. Super glue made sort of uh, as initially, I think, a wound as, for wound care. True Rent says, Keo nada palado todo bien. No habla espanol bien. How do you say please? Uh, Inglés, por favor. Oh, to disinfect it? Well, I mean, I guess it would wash it out, if anything. It is sterile, so... Oh, you ate the rest of it last night? Oh, well, you know, gotta go get, gotta go get your... I have two full cans of corn left. And that works great in my little steamer casket. Yeah, super glue. Super glue. Super glue. I mean, when you read the... All good? Yes. Doing okay. How about yourself? How are you doing tonight? Yeah, they have the thing on super glue that'll be like, oh, bonds instantly to skin. It's like, well, yeah. It was kind of made to bond instantly to skin. You hold the wound closed... You put a bead of super glue over the top, and uh, it'll basically bind it together. Uh, yeah, it'll sting, but like, especially if you're in an emergency and you just want to stop somebody from either bleeding out or whatever, it does work. I don't think it's necessarily the most ideal scenario for a wound, especially if it's big enough to need that. But it for an emergency, sure. It seems like every time you get super glue, you use it once, and you can never get it out again. Glued shut, you try to need it. Because those tubes, the initial tubes, they weren't really, that's another thing, like, they weren't really meant to be reused. It was like, if you were somebody using it in an emergency, 
you'd pull the end off, you'd pop the tube, and you'd just squeeze that whole glob of thing on there, and you just throw it away. So the idea that, like, you're going to keep it and keep reusing it, 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 it gets hard too fast and fucks up all the, like, it, it fucks up the threads. But, like, if you get a glue like that, so, like, I'm a huge fan of that ES, what is it, the ES6000 or whatever glue. When you get a tube of glue like that, you go back to petroleum jelly. Get some petroleum jelly and put petroleum jelly on the threads. It'll keep the glue from sticking and drying to the threads of the glue tube so that you can get the cap on and off. Anybody going to see the new Jackass this weekend? I I don't know. I kind of want to. I'll probably, depending on where it is streaming-wise, maybe. I don't... Uh, I don't think I would go to the show to see that. I feel like that's a movie to me that doesn't really benefit a whole lot from like seeing it on the big screen. But I, I'm curious to watch it because I, I used to, I used to watch that back in the day when it was first on TV. So I probably will. Has anyone ever thought of making a super glue iodine mixture to disinfect and seal wounds? I don't know if that mixture would work. I think uh, the chemical component that works as um, what's the name of it? Uh, you know, like super glue and stuff like that. They have like, you know, like it evaporates out and then hardens. I think if you mix the iodine with it, I don't know if it would necessarily work right. But again, that would be a question for Kurgan. Kurgan knows all about chemicals and all that sort of shit, if I recall. Um, but you know, it's the same thing. You super glue a wound like that closed. I mean, typically what you would do is you'd get back to wherever you were going to get medical treatment, and then you rip that open. You basically rip it open, clean it out, and then redress it. I mean, that was meant for, like, emergency trauma. Like, oh, you get hit with shrapnel or something, and you're like, fuck. And you're like, yeah, super glue closed, and let's get you out of here and get you somewhere else. Like, oh, you have a gift card, so you're going to blow it on it? I mean, that's that makes sense. I've occasionally done stuff like that. I'm like, eh, I'll just, whatever. That'd be excellent. You think they might make a special glue for wounds? It's called plastic surgery. Honestly, I think if, I think the craziest thing to me in terms of wound care is that Sanoderm stuff. And the last tattoo that I got, I put that on there and you have all this brown slimy crapola that's in there but that's what you want and you get this little bubble of blood fluid plasma goo and you can just leave it on there and you can leave it on there for like seven days and after seven days you take that off of there and then gently clean it and redress it and I've used it when I had like a, like I cut my uh, arm and used it on there. And just clean a little iodine, then wrap that Sanoderm. And that, you heal so fast. It's incredible. It is insane. Um, and, and really, I think the thin layer of petroleum jelly with the gauze pretty much is the same thing. You'd be surprised at how well that actually does.
I can't believe this is already another hour. And so we went from talking about uh, snowpocalypse to driving in the snow to snow tires and wound care and Dr. Perry Falls electrocuting himself with 220 lines and Black Cat being on a corner. Did you love this as a variety show? Where, where else can you get this variety of... I feel like it's like late, it was like late night talk call and radio. We used to get people to call in with like weird stories. And now it's just like stupid shock jocks and like fucking I used to like like the the the, the show show where they would like talk about various stuff. So that's what I try to provide. And I hope you guys continue to enjoy it. Sometimes people are like, what's the topic? I'm like, ah sometimes I don't know until right before the show starts. Or sometimes I have a topic and then something happens or somebody brings something up and I'm like, oh let's talk about this. But I like flowing with the chat. I like, uh, you know, like I say, unless I'm doing a dedicated interview, I like when we just kind of roll. Shock Sharks are boring to me. How much does the horror movie since Saw? Yeah, I mean, it's just... At some point, I just go... The stuff that you're talking about shocking doesn't shock me really anymore. Well, one time in DER, this guy had a whatever thing up his ass. Like, dude, I've been on the internet. No, it doesn't really... The shocking stuff to me is more like the rather real life stuff. You're like, what? It's always a fun journey. Balls. <laughs> Cheers to all of you out there. I'll tell you right now, this infinity stuff goes down way too easy. Way too easy. Yeah, it's shocking. Like, pissing on an electric fence, which doesn't work, by the way. I... That was, before Mythbusters degraded and devolved into what it was, the very early Mythbusters, I loved it. And I loved that there was stuff like that that they went through and they're like, it just doesn't work. You have to, <laughs> you'd have to have a pee hole that's like fucking like that to have a stream of water where that like, because it doesn't work. Your pee basically, it's like droplets. There's, you're never making like a full, it just, no. So go ahead and piss on the electric fence. Fucking it's bullshit. I've always... Heard stories about don't doing it. I've never personally met anyone that I saw that peed on it and got shocked. I always feel like it's always a secondhand story. So let's go pee on an electric fence. Uh, it's midnight, so let's call it a wrap. That's a cheers. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, that stopped by and said hello and participated in the chat or lurked and just kept us company and I hope I kept you company and was another friendly voice for an hour at the end of what I'm sure was a busy day. As we say at the end of all of our episodes, stay safe, keep the faith and all of that good shit and make sure you get yourself some rest. All right. Good night. We will see you again tomorrow at 11 p.m. Eastern. That's another one in the bags. Good night, folks. Love you.